0: Welcome to everybody who's been tracking and following our podcast. This is Bill and this is Bill and Kate from both sides of the medication cart where we discuss the journey of the girl most likely to succeed who ended up in a psychiatric hospital from drama school. Both sides of the medication cart with Bill and Kate. So like I said, welcome. It is Bill from Bill and Kate, both sides of the medication cart. I am Bill, and I am on this side of the car, and over there is my best pal, Kate.
1: Mm, Best
0: pal and wife. Best pal and and wife. You certainly are. I'm not sure
1: which comes first.
0: Uh, In my opinion, my best pal. Oh, bless you. My best pal. Bless Um, you. So this is Both Sides of the Medication Car, our podcast in which we are featuring Kate's journey of how she was the girl most likely to succeed, the most prestigious drama school in Canada, the Vancouver Playhouse, only to find herself when she came out disorientated and mentally unwell. Mm -hmm. We pick up the story where you um, were back in Vancouver with your family, Kate, and everything was hunky-dory until the men in your family decided to take you to hospital because, well, several reasons, that you'd been bathing, sunbathing naked on a picnic table, You thought you were the second coming of Christ, and you also thought that you were a spy.
1: Yes, this was actually in Toronto. Oh, in Toronto, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'd come from Vancouver, where I'd spent the previous three years, two and a half, three years. And I had just returned home, and it was the big homecoming. There was all sorts of celebrations, and Father's Day happened, Mm -hmm. and we were all family, and it was all wonderful. And, uh, you know, then... The night that I got ill, my mum and dad were in the same house, which is really, really epic in my family. So, yeah, so we're on the journey to hospital.
0: They made a decision. You said your father made a decision as the the kind of patriarch of the family. Right, Mm -hmm. we Mm -hmm. are taking her to hospital. That's right. And off you went to the general hospital only to discover that there was a... Doctor strike. strike. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. My family knew about that. That was all part of why they were reluctant to take me to hospital. Mm-hmm. And, and as I say, uh, my brother, my sister, and my dad are all chiropractors. So they're, um, you know, very uh, cautious when it comes to dealing with the medical profession.
0: Yeah, they're not. They don't like pres- prescription medicines. That's and all right.
1: That's a general thing. So this this made it very, 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 very big decision whether to take Kate down the medical route. Mm -hmm. And uh, about where we left off in our story is the men, my father and two brothers, in their convoy of three cars, stopped. And my brother, who smoked, had a cigarette, and they got out, and they were in the parking lot, and they were discussing whether to take me to hospital. And if I recall, I got out of the car the back seat of the back car. And I went up to the three men and I said, let me handle this. I'll look after it. I'll get us into that hospital. Don't you worry about it.
0: So by now we have to say uh, from my side of the medication, you are well into psychosis.
1: Absolutely. I, I was in a slightly different, very much aligned, but a very different reality. You know, I thought that they were taking me to the hospital because I was the best actress in the world and I would be able to uh, navigate my way through the medical um, maze of there being doctors on strike.
0: Did you think in your own mind then, Kate, that you were playing a role?
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. Oh, definitely. I had so many roles going on. I had a boy that I had a massive crush on, and he was Toronto-based. And this was all part of why I, I came back to Toronto from Vancouver, right? And I was absolutely convinced at this time that uh, I had been sequestered at my sister and mother's home because I was going to marry said boy. And, yeah, I think you mentioned that. Well, you know, and a, a bride mustn't see her groom until their wedding day. So,
0: But I'm going about the, the the moment that you're in right now. You go out and let me take control of this. Oh, you, are, yeah. you are saying to these three men i'm going to take control of this because i am mm-hmm. uh, who were you at this point the second coming well the- i was
1: i was all all of that i was the second coming i was the bride to be i was matahari this uh, spectacular spy and, uh, and And you the, were Kate the great that 's right and I could go to hospital actress. and I could pretend to be ill, I could pretend to be ill to get admitted at no point, Bill at no point did I think they were taking me for psychiatric reasons. Wow, I thought they were taking me because I had a very bad chest cold. I had a very bad chest cold that is, from
0: this side of the medication card mm-hmm. that is incredible once again, my naive understanding of mental mm-hmm. illness. That it, you know, it's it's one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, yeah, it's that kind of Hollywood representation. Uh, You're telling me that you were, you'd got all these personalities and all of them quite grandiose, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. including your own. Kate, the great grandiose, uh, the 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 girl most likely to succeed actress, who'd you know the grand dame of Canadian theatre.
1: Fantastic, absolutely Uh, fantastic. And and on
0: your side, you've got the second coming and the Mm Matahari. There ain't no stopping you at this point. No, there was no
1: stopping me, and that's just about what happened. Is I insisted to these men, get back in your cars. We've got a mission to accomplish. And uh, so they did. Um, They, of course, were on a very different journey than I was on. I was off in my motorcade as the second coming, and I was off to hospital to right the wrong of all those medical doctors. And so anyhow, they decided, my brothers and dad, that it was best that we go through emergency.
0: Did they not put you in the back seat of the third car? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And you thought you were in the motorcade and you're waving to Uh, people? Well, you know... You know, you know, and letting them know that, that you, that you but, are arriving, you but take- by the
1: same token, we had to arrive secretively because I was a spy, um, so you know, it was of it. course, I forgot so all these, about these that. These yeah, two yeah. realities are, are smashing heads, and I'm making the most of it, but of course, I was quite capable of making the most of it because I was. An extraordinary uh, specimen of the human race and uh, I was uh, yes, I was could do no wrong and everything everything and this is the thing about my psychosis, everything made perfect sense way more than in the reality that most of you people live in. you know there's there's a lot more questions about what's going on whereas to me, the whole world fell into. Place. So they park their cars. Yep. Your, your
0: three bodyguards, and they take you through straight through A and E.
1: We go into A right, and E, right? Yeah. We get seen by the admitting nurse, right? And I believe my father was in control at this point. Mm-hmm. My two brothers were standing with me. Now, little did I realize that what they were doing was guard duty. Um, I thought they were just, you know, being with me because I was wonderful and I was their sister. Mm-hmm. But they were actually doing guard duty. So my dad went to the admitting nurse and explained the situation, um, you know, and I think he's reporting that I've got a chest cold. Meanwhile, he's reporting mental anxiety. And so that admitting nurse took out a, uh, a file and wrote down mental anxiety, and that bill put me to the back of the queue. Because-
0: so, so you're in A and E, and there's lots of other people there that are quite ill. Mm-hmm. You know, so they've got cuts, bruises, bleeding, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've got no visible signs of hurt. Mm-hmm. And your family of professionals decided to take you through uh, the accident emergency because mm-hmm. they saw what you were going through as that kind of an emergency. That's right. That's right. Okay. Okay. So they put you to the back of the queue.
1: They put me to the back because there was nothing physically wrong with me. Mm. And I mean, that's something as an advocate that I would say often happens is that mental illness has been the poor cousin to physical illness for years and years and years. Mm -hmm. It's only in the last decade, maybe, that mental illness has, has gotten more recognition and therefore more funding. So yeah. So put me to the back of the queue. In your psychosis, where did you think you were? I thought I was in the um, emergency ward of the general hospital. So you knew exactly where you were. I knew exactly where I was. And I knew what my job was, Bill. And Mm -hmm. I, I knew that they put me to the back of the queue because it was my job as the second coming of Christ in the emergency room to go around and heal people
0: to heal people.
1: Absolutely. So when my brothers and my dad gave me a little bit of lead, i.e. I was allowed to walk around, I walked up to the person next to us and said, and how are you? And what can I do to help you heal? And uh, yes, I did funny accents. So at this
0: point, you are thinking that you can perform miracles.
1: Of course I could. All I had to do was touch someone. And, you know, and I come from a family of chiropractors, which is all about healing hands. And, you know, so I'd been brought up on this, that that you you that touch was good. And so uh, that's what I believed, was that I could heal the people in ER who'd been waiting for so long because doctors were on strike. And wasn't it a, uh, uh, a scandal and um, so uh, what eventually happened, and it was eventually, i.e. after quite a long wait, after several cups of coffee, after, yeah, go get me some water, please. Um, these two nurses came and they said, could you come with us? Can I just, ask, Yeah, go did ahead. you
0: ask any of the people <laughs> who you were trying to heal mm. what was, what were they thinking
1: i have no idea what they were thinking you know they they probably thought they were blessed to so be so you were
0: on this mission and you just didn't care mm. you, you yeah
1: well what happened bill was that my two brothers made me sit down right my my big brother in particular whom mm. i i had a very good relationship with and i looked up to him and i respected him and my father my father um separated himself from us a wee bit he went off and sat by himself and uh Uh, you know, I was left with my two brothers, and my one brother, he's quite quiet, and he just let me get on with it, and he, he was great. He would get me a glass of water. He would get me a cup of coffee. My other brother... Um, he would talk to me and he made me sit still and he made me, and he, he did something that I thought retrospectively was quite interesting Is he tried to understand my reality. So he tried to explain to me that, um, yes, even though you are the second coming, Kate, and you're here to heal people right now, what your job is to, is to sit still and wait your turn. Oh, okay. Do you know what I mean? So he, indeed, didn't, indeed. he didn't, you know, whereas my dad was sort of pushing against me. He was like, you're being ridiculous. Settle down. Um, those aren't your shoes. Those must be your sister's shoes. You don't have shoes like that. I remember a huge discussion with my dad about my shoes. Um, so my dad, my dad was quite brusque. Um, and my brother was was what I thought was quite sympathetic, so he sort of played along and then my other brother, he was just quietly there
0: so you 've got your bodyguards you've got your brothers you've got um, I do. Uh, and then all of a sudden these two nurses came up to you, these two professionals yeah. Right, or weren't chiropractors, nurses in uniform, yeah. Yeah. during a doctor's strike. They come up to the second coming of Christ, and what do they say, Kay?
1: Could you come with us? Ooh. And I thought, of course, here I am. I'm jumping the queue now, mm. Is, mm. is what my thinking was. Mm. And of course I am, because they realised they've got someone very important out there waiting. And so they took me with them. Now, little did I know, and again, I realise this retrospectively, I had been being disruptive. I had been talking loudly to my brothers. I had been talking to strangers. I had been moving around. I had been doing some... um stretches you know hands up over the head and i'd been rolling down through my spine and so i wasn't sitting still so you're
0: words. doing theatrical exercises I was. oh darling in a&e of
1: course i was of course i was, of course I was. what's so that, so wrong that, with that so
0: you've done your miracles you've yeah. got that's all, yeah, yeah. all done and dusted <laughs> you've got your two bodyguards one who's, <laughs> who's, yeah, yeah, who's yeah, fetching yeah. teas coffees and water for you yeah right you've got your father who's convinced that you're wearing someone else's shoes yeah. you've got your other bodyguard who's saying kate you're a roll right Quite nice yeah. to sit down yeah Then all of a sudden you start doing exercises, theatrical stretches and and bending.
1: So little did I realize that these nurses weren't paying me extra attention. These nurses realized that I was being disrupted. And they want you out of the way. And they want me out of the mainstream. And again, this is what happens with people who are mentally unwell. They get unwell. They get moved out of the mainstream. And so what these two nurses did was that rather than take me to see a doctor, because there were doctors on, it was a skeleton staff, but there were some doctors on in ER, Instead of taking me to see a doctor, which is what I thought was finally happening, they took me and they put me in a little anteroom. They put me in this little um, three by four. It wasn't. It wasn't um, a, a booth, you know, separated by curtains. It was actually a separate room that had a door on it, and uh, and they put me in there. And at the time,
0: sounds a bit like a store cupboard.
1: Well, yeah. So they just kind of put you in there out of the the way? I would suspect it's where they put people who are inebriated. It's where they would put people who are upset. It would be perhaps where they put people who have some sort of emergency, like they've chopped their finger off type thing. Yeah. It's quite obviously
0: where they put the second coming of Christ. Well, you Who thinks they're a spy?
1: These these things are sent to try us. Absolutely. Uh, Anything that wasn't going my way, it was merely a a trial. You know, trials and tribulations. So they put you in there and then what? Well, they left me. And at the time, I was with my brother, my older brother. And uh, as I say, he was doing his turn of guard duty, right? And so what ended up happening was we were left in there for quite a while. And in the, that room, there was nothing but a gurney, which is like a trolley. Yeah, like a, a drinks tray type thing, couple shelves, right? And on top of that was one clean white sheet. And I looked at that clean white sheet And I came up with a plan. I came up with an idea. I came up with an idea. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'll tell you about that next time.
0: Ah, good. Because I am fascinated how your mind is working right now. Mm -hmm. You're in a room. Mm -hmm. You've seen a gurney, a trolley on wheels. Correct. You've seen uh, a white sheet. Correct. You've got your brother with you. Which brother was it?
1: My older brother,
0: right. So he's he's the um, the the one that's talking you through all this. That's right. He's right. the
1: one who is trying to meet my reality.
0: Right. And outside there's your father somewhere, and there's your other brother,
1: mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And
0: you're in this room having been put there by the experts. Yep. You've got no idea why you're there.
1: Well, of course I do. I've got a I've got a very bad chest cold, and I'm there to right the wrongs of this medical strike. And but
0: they put you in this room. Yeah. Are you aware they put you in this room because you were being disruptive on Not the board? Not at all. That's Not at what at all. I'm asking.
1: Not at all. I thought my behavior was completely and totally appropriate. Mm-hmm. And I thought my behavior was completely and totally um, acceptable in a public place. And, you know, ER, people are wailing and there was talk and it was crowded and it was hot. It was June in Toronto, which is very humid. You know, so, so I thought that I was being centered out as a special um,
0: That's what I want to close this one yeah, with, yeah, Kate. Yeah, yeah. Did you at this point, because you are the second coming of Christ, mm-hmm. you are uh Mata Hari, yep. did you feel very special at I this felt, point? I
1: felt that I was being treated specially because I was a celebrity of some... some That's it, some Ill. repute. Some repute.
0: Some repute. Kate, that was, again, fascinating. Thank you ever so much for letting me have a little more of an insight into... Psychosis mm. and the journey it takes. Us That's right. And how people have to make decisions, whether it be your parents, whether it be your brothers, or whether it be those two nurses. We've got to put this celebrity safe because we never know what's going to happen. Kate, thank you very much. Until the next time on the other side of the medication cart.
1: Thank you very much.
0: This was Bill and Kate from both sides of the medication cart. I am now fascinated that this celebrity has been put into the ante room waiting for something to happen. Join us next time when we, no doubt, we will find out.